0: What is he doing in the uniform, General Hogan, please? Oh, you went too far. I must report this. It would be worth my life if I do not report this. It's only until tomorrow, and he's going to take it off again. Ah, uh, after he steals
1: the tank. Oh? Uh, from the Panzer Division.
0: Uh, oh! brings it here into the barracks? Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning.
1: Oh, I'm a freelance audio documentarian. Mm. Awesome, like like podcasts and stuff? Oh, please. Podcasts are verbal narcissism for ugly journalists. You realize how amazing it is. Like, in America, you you have the right to seek the truth and speak the truth, even if it makes people in power uncomfortable, even if it makes your viewers or your readers uncomfortable. You understand how amazing that is? I stood here tonight, and I made fun of the president of the United States, and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine, right?
0: Oh. It's hard to believe,
1: Friar. It's May. I know, Rabbi. Where did where did this year go? Don't know, but I, I kind of wish they'd
0: roll it back a little bit because it's just going too fast for me. But here we are. Yep, yeah. good to see you. Sorry, thanks again for last week. I appreciate sure. that. We uh, just... Uh, Put it aside for a week. Other things more important. But I'm glad to be back. And uh,
1: yeah. me too. I was sick yesterday or last week anyway, so I was still dealing with the fallout from the accident. How are we feeling after that? I mean, it's been a couple weeks I'm, since we talked about. That. I'm still sore. My wrist is still bothering me. My uh, middle of my back is aching still. Wow. Well, there you go.
0: At least, uh, at least you're not a Nazi. As far as we know, true. Sure. because sure. we have a, we have the ultimate test now to determine whether or not someone is a Nazi. Do we really though? We, we do. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. In the meantime, you want to uh, talk to us, you can email us WTF at what the mm-hmm. This is the best way to get a hold of us. You can comment on our Facebook page or even on our website, what the I'm Rabbi yeah. Dave.
1: And I am Friar
0: Rod. And this is... What the frock? Dun, dun, dun. Goliard look at the world around us. So something like sixty days ago, two months ago or so, mm-hmm. Russia, the bear, the Rushkis. In, invaded Ukraine. You remember this? We've been I do. talking about it off and on. In fact, this was so important because it actually pushed what was happening completely out of the uh completely out of the the news. I mean we we had been talking about this illness that we had talked about for mm-hmm. for some time. Now that doesn't even exist anymore because yeah. Ukraine had been invaded by Russia and this has become the, the most important story in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they said last night or night before last at the, when, well, did, when you, was the correspondence center? I don't even remember. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. I think it's a stupid thing. I generally don't pay attention to it. But in the context of things we're talking about, it, it kind of became important. And we'll circle back to that if you don't mind a little bit later. Sure. But the, the given reason for invading Ukraine was because Ukraine is apparently, now I didn't know this, but apparently Ukraine is a hotbed just infested with Nazis. Really? It's a hotbed of Nazism. And so, Vladimir Putin himself, no less than Vladimir Putin himself, claimed that the entire purpose of this invasion is to, quote, denazify Ukraine. It
1: has it has nothing to do with the gas or the oil or anything like that over there. Right. Or the fact that Ukraine makes most of the car you know, the the parts for their vehicles in their in their military. Or builds a lot of their ships or
0: anything like that. Yeah. N-
1: none of that. <laughs> so
0: this intrigues me because the Russians have a natural—I don't know what do you want to call it—a natural reticence towards anything Nazi, because mm-hmm. they see the Nazis as as the great invader, the horde that invaded them twice, and yeah, they they make very little differentiation between Imperial Germany and Nazi Germany. They don't they don't really see a difference, um, primarily because they lost to Imperial Germany while mm-hmm. defeating Nazi Germany, but at any rate. The, the interest of this now there are some hard right wing fascist elements in Ukraine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and argue that. Well, I think you're going to find that in pretty much every country. Right. But I mean, these guys are right down to the point where uh, they call themselves Nazis. Okay. But they are neither the government of Ukraine, nor are they a majority by any stretch of anybody's imagination in Ukraine. But they, you know, we have our neo-Nazis here, um, Mm-hmm. They're wackadoodles, but so does, I figure every European country probably does to some degree. Yeah. So I'm not going to deny that, but does that justify an invasion of the the nature of this whole thing going on? Now, you got to go back in history a little bit here to 1945. Do you remember what day Germany surrendered in 1945? No, All right. not off the top of my head. We call it VE day. It's May mm-hmm. the eighth. May eighth okay. is Ve Day. Seven um, days. I don't think it's seven days. Oh, it's seven days from now. From, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. you lost me there. I was thinking Passover. I'm like, no, it's not seven days long. You don't know. <laughs> I'm have to eat matzo for at any rate. No, you're correct. It's it's next week. Um, and one of my favorite shows that I ever did on my podcast was uh, I dug up some public record recordings of that of radio shows from that day, and. We just played them on the show that day, and it was, I mean, you got Patton, you got uh, Air Marshal, so-and-so. I mean, it's just, plus you've got reporters talking about, you know, going from Normandy to the surrender. It's its fascinating stuff. It's a different look at things. But it's May the 8th. Now, that's the day Germany surrendered. That's the day that uh, we celebrate the end of World War Two in Europe, mm-hmm. it, unless you're in Russia. In Russia, they celebrated on May the 9th because Stalin, Yochev Stalin, Mm -hmm. didn't want to share any credit. He figured if he did it on, I'm not making this up. He figured if he did it on May 8th, then people would celebrate the allies winning the war. So he wanted his his own VE day. So he made it May 9th and had a big parade in Red Square and the whole nine yards. And everybody celebrated Stalin and all things Stalin for for defeating the Nazi hordes. There you go. And to this day, May the 9th is celebrated as VE Day in Russia with a big parade. It's called the Victory Parade. And they roll the tanks down Red Square and do all that stuff, right?
1: Yeah. So that's and next do the, weekend. do their fancy, like, march. Right. They do, And so that's next weekend. Right. Yeah. And all the preparation. It's preparations actually Monday, next, next Monday. Is it? Yeah. You know, for them. We, yeah. Because we're, we're actually going to record Monday. on VE Day. Right.
0: Um, so Vladimir Putin has made a big announcement that May the 9th this year is going to be, what's the word for it? Oh yeah. Extra important. Uh Uh-oh. You can almost hear the shark theme, right? Yeah. And the general conventional wisdom is that on May the 9th, the day they celebrate the defeat of the Nazis in 1945, is going to be a declaration of war against Ukraine Mm. and a reinvigoration of this anti-Nazification theme. Sure. Right. Now, why are they declaring war? You might be asking if they do now, that's just supposition, but
1: well, it's in, in part, isn't it? Because right now it's just like military police action type thing.
0: The big problem that the Russians have is that other people keep sending the Ukrainians weapons to shoot at the, the Russians with. If you didn't have Uh that going on, the Russians probably wouldn't be looking as bumbling as they are. Yeah. But other countries, the United States, $33 billion worth, keep sending them stuff to shoot at the Russians with. Uh And the problem is if you don't have a declaration of war, you don't have a legal state of war.
1: Yeah. So you can't, well, and that, so us aiding Ukraine isn't an act of
0: war. Exactly. So once they do that, then we, anybody, anybody that's arming the Ukrainians essentially uh-huh. becomes a belligerent. And thus, they we, we can shoot at you because you're, you're helping them. Uh-huh. So that makes me uncomfortable. That makes me go, okay, uh, how quick can we get this $33 billion worth of stuff over there and then go, eh, we're out. Or would we even do that? Or are we looking for this excuse to get into this whole thing? I don't know. I do. I'm fascinated by this, this idea and I'm not looking forward to May the 9th, but I'm kind of anticipating me because I don't speak Russian, which means I got to wait for the translation of whatever speech or announcement he makes that day. And I'm almost betting rod that it's going to contain numerous references To Nazism and Nazis Uh and why we need to defeat Nazism again and how everybody that literally everybody that does that we don't like is Hitler. Sure. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. But I have this pet theory about people who call other people Nazis.
1: All right. Hit me with it. How?
0: How? We see this a lot here. This is nothing unusual. Uh, the right-wing are Nazis. The left-wing are Nazis. Depending on who the president is, we draw the president as Adolf Hitler. You know, Literally everybody we don't like is, is Hitler. The theory that I have about people calling people Nazis is that m- everybody who uses that term, you're a Nazi, Rod, doesn't know what a Nazi actually is. Mm-mm. And the quickest way to understand that someone who's talking is completely and utterly ignorant, both of history and politics is if they call you a Nazi. And of course, Godwin's law says that the first person to invoke the Nazis loses the argument, regardless of uh-huh. position. So if you, if you're talking to somebody and you, you, you say, well, you're a Nazi," it doesn't matter whether you're right, wrong, or you've lost the argument. That's Godwin's law. It's kind of my interpretation of it. I realize that's not exactly what it says, but that's uh As soon as you go to the Nazis, you got nothing else. It just, it's basically just, it's just a, basically a big red banner that says, I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. I'm ignorant. And because I'm an ignorant moron, well, I'll just throw this, this hurtful term Mm -hmm. that throws out that back in the 1950s here in America, we used communists the same way. We accused people of being commies. Everything. Everyone is a commie. You're a commie. And because you're a commie. You know, that, that ends the argument and, and thusly, I don't know, we've proven our moral superiority or something and proven that we're, we're better than you by calling you a name. And so this is what we do. We call people names. That's my theory about Nazis is people who call other people, Nazis have no actual argument. Uh -uh. But I was surprised to learn this week that we have a new way to determine who is a Nazi. Stunned, in fact, to determine this, because apparently people with way more free time than I have mm-hmm. have put a lot of thought into this. How do we okay. know who the Nazis actually are? You How might, do we know? Wait, I don't know. You might think it would have to do with their, I don't know, political views, their economic, social economic views, their Swastika rabid. tattoo
1: statue yeah, tattoos.
0: Could have to do with it. They're. They're rabid anti-Semitism, any of these things that you know traditionally point to a Nazi, but you would be completely wrong. Uber Facts, which is a great Twitter account to follow, if you're not following Uber Facts, I highly recommend it. It's it's just random facts at at general you know kind of thing. Uber Facts, for some reason, tweeted this question the other day. What is a subtle sign that someone is not a nice person? Hmm. A subtle sign. A subtle sign that someone is not a nice person. And this dude named An- Ankur Sharma actually came up with a pretty good answer. Okay. They prefer cats over dogs. Now he's being funny. And, and in a way, oh. I can see this because as we all know, uh, dogs... And cats have different personalities. Yes, cats have staff. As I have spent the last, yeah,
1: uh, Dogs have owners,
0: right? As I have spent the last, I don't know, forty-five minutes dealing with cats this morning. (laughs) Uh, You know everything from it's time to get up and feed me, in your face kind of thing, to now that I'm fed, open this door now so that I can go out. Yeah, and prowl. And then the other one's like, well, I want to go outside too but not really. So just stand here by the door until I make up my mind. Yeah. And stupid me, instead of saying, Hey cat, go or don't go. I don't care. I stood there until Rod texted me and said, I'm ready. And I said, sorry, I got to go get my coffee. You're on your own. I'm not dealing with this anymore. (laughs) Somebody named April texted them all back and said, I disagree. Cats are a lesson in consent. Dogs are for people who want to rule over something. Ooh. To which someone named Laura immediately replied, Dog people in general love to give orders and dominate. They also love to be adored unconditionally. Hitler,
1: in fact, loved dogs. Uh Oh, not so... Dog lovers are are literally Nazis. So, if you are a dog
0: lover, according to this uh, thought process here, you are in fact a Nazi. Okay. I'm just thinking to myself, in the big scheme of things, we have cats. Do you know why we have cats? Because my no, wife, don't. my wife loves cats. Uh-huh. I, on the other hand, like dogs. <clears throat>
1: You Nazi. Which
0: would make me a Nazi. But you'll notice we don't have any dogs. We have cats. Yeah. You used to have a dog. We used to have a very little Jack Russell Terrier by the name of Jack. Um, and I'm just trying to picture Jack as a Nazi dog. Because Jack, you know, Jack Russell Terriers are pretty smart, yeah. generally speaking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Generally speaking, because Jack was not necessarily in that category. I have, I have literally watched Jack so this complete aside has nothing to do with it. Sure. He used to take Jack to doggy daycare. Okay. Just because it was good socialization and I had to work and blah, blah, blah. So I would take him to doggy daycare. I have watched Jack. Jack would know when I would come and he would be out in the play area and he would see me in the, the office. Uh-huh. And they would open the gate and he would sprint. And Jack Russell Terriers are fast. Yeah, they are. And he would run as fast as he could trying to get to the office where I was which had a glass door that every single time I took him, he would hit that door at full speed. Wham. And back up and look surprised. Like, why is that there? (laughs) Just trying to imagine him as Adolf Hitler. But he loved you,
1: Dave. He loved you. Oh, he did. I'm just trying to imagine him as Adolf Hitler. Yeah, well, you know, there's a reason why people have to boss dogs around is because of their social their social pecking order, right? You have to have an alpha in the house, right? Or the dog takes over,
0: right? Which makes you someone who wants to be adored and command over people. Others, so that makes you that makes you Adolf Hitler. That makes you a Nazi.
1: Okay. So this is how we're going
0: to tell Nazis in the future: is do you have cats or dogs? And I feel bad about this because now people are going to say, "Well, Dave's not a Nazi because." He has cats, but I don't have cats by my choice. I have cats because my wife insists on having cats. I personally despise the cats. We have dogs, but I I prefer cats. I don't, I don't, I I have my own issues with cats and at any rate, I'm not allergic to animals. Thank God. Yeah. So what I don't understand is how my son can be allergic to dogs, but not cats. That makes no sense to me at all. Oh, that's a problem. That's why I don't have Jack anymore, It's because my son was allergic to him and mm. but that was a long time ago. Anyway, the point being all this that Russia has invaded Ukraine because it's full of Nazis.
1: Those but how do you know loving, a Nazi? How do you tell them Nazis? They're they're all doggies.
0: But it brings up a bigger point about social media, which is um where where do these people come from?
1: I don't know. They're wackadoodles.
0: Are really that many people paying attention to this? I, mean, I don't know. That's the problem that I have with this whole Twitter thing. This whole Elon Musk Twitter thing is who's really paying attention to this. And of course, then I noted this week that the oval office of the United States of America, the president's office of the United States of America, we, we, we have a, I don't know if you knew this or not. We have a first dog of the United States. It's a big German shepherd. I, 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 I thought we've had more than one. I have, he had but, to, he had to get rid of one of them or something. Right. Like that. This I, is the, this is the one that bit somebody and now he's back. Okay. So it's the same dog, but that dog has an official Twitter account called the Oval Poffus. Oh my gosh. Which, by the way, tweeted this week. I'm not making this up. You can go look this up yourself. Actually tweeted this week, sent out a tweet from the Oval Poffus, the first dog of the United States. Yes, I know it's not really the dog tweeting. That's the problem. The, the Oval Poffus tweeted out a tweet this week celebrating the fact that we as the United States are sending $33 billion more weaponry to the Ukraine, and we need to send more. We need to, we need to beat back those evil Russians
1: because the dogs care about the weapons that right. Go over there. Then I thought all those people that are uh,
0: thinking dogs, dogs, lovers are Nazis. are going to look at this and go, well, maybe Putin's right. Maybe
1: I'm surprised someone didn't like, you know, take a screenshot of that tweet and just tag that in the, surprised they didn't i did send it to you and
0: rod or you and bill sorry and uh i was rather bemused by the whole thing because it makes no sense to me but at the same time i'm i'm curious about a world where we're so obsessed with what people with with labeling people that if you like dogs you're a nancy what if i i mean what if I like throwing people in concentration camps and gulags and, and, you know, torturing them like and, cats and stealing all their stuff. And I like cats. Does that make me no? Mm. What does that make me? I can't be a Nazi. Cause I don't, I don't have dogs, but I don't know, man. It's worrisome to me and it's weird to me. And it's, uh, something to look forward to, I guess on May the 9th to hear yeah. what's going to happen with the, uh, the dogs. Cause I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to huh. do they're going to declare war on all the dogs in the world
1: well they'll probably declare war for certain because they want to get everyone you know stop giving them weapons will we well that's the question we'll just go around well you know we'll we'll give it to somebody who's still friends with uh ukrainians and they'll it'll it'll get across the border
0: right because see before germany was at war with england and france england particularly and we kept sending weapons to England and in the World War One, we kept sending them to England and France, and then, and so it didn't really stop us when they declared yeah. war. on then they sank the Lusitania, and we said, "Hey, don't do that again." And we kept sending weapons. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to change anything. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. I don't. I don't know where the world's going to be. We might not be here in a week. Well, no, because May 9th is Monday, so we might not be here in two weeks after the nuclear Armageddon.
1: Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't think we will be an Armageddon. Well, I don't either, but
1: to hear some yeah. people say it, it, limited exchange, maybe, you know. Bremerton's gone. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't care about Bremerton. I care about Silverdale, and Silverdale's probably gone too. <laughs> <laughs> True, to the matter is, there's very few places that aren't, but there you go. We'll see what happens. Stay with us. We'll hear you right back.
1: Hey, this is Whitey. And this is Hank. And you can listen to our podcast, Two Pint Talk, on all your favorite podcast sources. So come check it out, where we talk about two beers and everything, a lot of stuff. <laughs> listen to Two Pint
0: Talk on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. Are you familiar with the tomb term? Not the tomb. It's not dead. Well, I mean, it kind of is, but are you familiar with the term Malthusian?
1: Malthusian. I've heard it used. I have not looked it up.
0: So Malthus was a, I don't even know how to describe him, philosopher, scientist,
1: Mm -hmm. observer of the
0: human condition, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Who developed this idea that the easiest way to solve all society's ills and problems is to get rid of the people that are causing.
1: Them. Okay.
0: And by getting rid of them, I mean lots of them. Okay. It's just, there's just too many people in his in his viewpoint. So his viewpoint became known as a Malthusian viewpoint, which is essentially culling the human race down to a manageable size and condition. And this has been known as Malthusian thought throughout history. Okay. There's a lot of um, a lot of people who adhere to this, even though if they don't admit it, uh, the whole 1970s population bomb ideology yeah. was built around a Malthusian idea, which was let's just let people die and then uh-huh. and then and then not reproduce, you know, growth growth zero kind of thing. Logan's Run, in a way, um, that would be yeah. very very Malthusian. Uh, it it you know a man a, a set size of. Of things. Yeah, that's a good, I didn't even think about that. I love that movie. Yeah. That brilliant. movie was on TCM a few weeks ago. So there was a triple feature on TCM. You ready for this? Uh-huh. I'm ready. Planet of the Apes. The, okay. the actual, Original. The real one. Okay. Yeah. Not the stupid remake that makes no sense. Logan's Run uh-huh. and Westworld. Back to back to back. Okay. And I literally sat on the couch for seven hours watching these three movies back to back. I taped them and then I did it again the next night because they're so good. They really are. Okay. <laughs> so Logan's Run. Um, yeah, that's a good example. This idea that you know, we just get rid of people. So this Malthusian idea is, it's scary on the surface, but what's scary about it isn't the actual idea. It, because the idea is very Nazi-ish. Mm-hmm. Probably dog lovers. But the, but the idea is so is far more widespread than people realize. The, it's, it's primary manifestation in, in human society today. Is this idea of lowering the birth rate to zero? Yeah. So nobody has any kids. Well, if nobody has any kids, what happens when people die off? Population goes down. And they think this yeah. is great because then, you know, we're not using as many resources. More people can be rich, whatever. The problem with that, of course, should be obvious to most people. But if you reduce your rate to zero, you're not really spreading your genetics around and you're not evolving. No. So it's actually anti-evolutionary in a lot of ways. But then again, people on the other side might be okay with that. The, the issue becomes one of, uh, you know, how are we doing this in the sense that <clears throat> I lost my train of thought because my wife is texting me probably about. Okay. Anyway, th- this all comes into play this week because Elon Musk bought Twitter. Uh-huh. which doesn't sound like it would have anything to do with anything. Elon Musk is not a conservative. No, he is not a Republican. He is not. Um, uh, in, in fact, I tweeted to, to well, I uh, didn't tweet. I texted Bill and Rod after the sale was final and said in six months, time, maybe I did tweet this in six months time.
1: Conservatives uh-huh. are
0: going to be furious with Elon Musk because he's not really going to change anything. He can't. And this is what I was explaining to Cabby yesterday. The United States has a First Amendment freedom of speech, uh-huh. but nowhere else does. Yeah. So if you're going to operate a multi-billion-dollar international company, you're going to have to follow European laws. And the Europeans are already warning Elon Musk that if he allows Twitter to become a you know Wild West free speech bastion, they're going to shut him down. Well, when you invest $43 dollars, $43 including twenty five billion dollars of other people's money. Uh-huh. You don't really want to do that. Right. Yeah. So this sparked all kinds of discussions about why is this leftist who's a free speech advocate and buying Twitter and why are leftists coming unglued about this, which is hysterical. It is hysterical. It it might be the funniest thing. If I had $43 billion to troll the left with, I would do it too. That there are a lot of people now that are thinking that the entire purpose of this was just to troll the left and specifically one person, AOC. Uh-huh. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. There are people out there who are theorizing that this entire purchase of Twitter was solely to troll her because yeah. she went off on a rant about billionaires' egos, uh-huh. dinner with Tucker Carlson, blah, blah blah. And he responded very simply, "Stop hitting on me. I'm very shy."
1: <laughs> the man's on fire, man. I told you guys in the text.
0: I thought to myself when I saw that, there's no way that's real. <laughs> there's no way he actually said that <laughs> it, it, it can't be. This is somebody, you know, cause, cause now even you gotta be careful of the manipulations on Twitter sure. because they're, they're, you know, whatever. And so I went and looked it up. Sure enough, sure. As shooting, He really did that. He really said that to her. Leave me alone. Don't stop hitting on me. I'm very shy. <laughs> So the question becomes: Why are all these leftists coming unglued over Elon Musk and freedom of speech? Don't they support freedom of speech?
1: Well, only if it's only if it's the speech they deem that is okay. Well, it's right? easy I mean, to I say, it say is that. A, it's a power grab. I mean, right. in a way,
0: it's easy to say that, and that that's the easy response. Oh, they don't really believe it; they just say it. Well, we've seen it, right? We, we, we've seen how, what they've done. Trevor Noah, who is a host of a late-night TV show that I can honestly say I've never seen. I've never seen it either. I've seen clips here and there. I know who he is. I personally do not think he's very funny, although mm-hmm. he is funnier because everything is funnier than Samantha B. Oh, yeah. Samantha B. is bad. It would be one thing if she was funny and I disagreed with her. Yeah. She's not funny. That's the problem.
1: It's, she's well, just so it's kind of like the the left camp meme, right? Right. I mean, they just don't, they don't have a sense of humor or, or they just don't know how. Right. I don't know.
0: I don't get it because, because she's the executive producer of one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. Uh, the detour, which if you've never seen, it's an adult show. I'm just going to tell you, never seen it. But if you've never watched The Detour, you should watch The Detour. That's a funny show. That show starts funny, and it gets, unlike most shows, Uh it gets funnier. And by the time you get to the fourth season of The Detour, I mean, I could only watch about five minutes at a time because I needed to breathe. It was was that good. And she's the executive producer of that, Uh which means she knows a little bit about what funny is supposed to be. But she's not funny herself. Her show is terrible. And I have watched that because I couldn't believe that it was that unfunny. So I had to watch it again going, am I just being biased here? Am I just being a dog lover and, mm-hmm. and, and wanting to rule? She's not funny. Trevor Noah, on the other hand, can be funny. I don't particularly like his branding. Humor, don't necessarily think he's on the right ideas. But apparently he was the host of the mm-hmm. correspondence dinner this week. And closed his remarks with a short, and I do mean short speech, in which he ex- extolled the values of freedom of speech. And he was right. I mean, I've listened to the speech a couple of times. And one of the things he says is I, I just spent you know two hours making fun of the president of the United States and I'm going to be okay. And he yeah. looks at the president of the United States. He says, I, I am going to be okay. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Um, but he was talking about journalists in Russia and in the Ukraine and how freedom of speech is important, which he's correct about. Uh-huh. But I have this Feeling deep down that he doesn't really believe that because if I have freedom of speech and I say the things that he disagrees with, Mm -hmm. what's his approach to that? Does he say that I should be shut up? Should I be banned? You're a Nazi. Right. Exactly. Or does he go to, you know, the Elon Musk model, which is stop picking on me. Stop hitting on me. I'm I'm very shy. (laughs) And therein lies the difference, I think, is the reaction to freedom of speech rather Mm -hmm. than. So I started wondering and i've been wondering for some weeks why do these people hate elon musk he's one of them he's not a conservative he's not a republican he's not going to turn twitter into some bastion of he's
1: more of a libertarian than right
0: than a you're you're not going to be able to go to twitter and say whatever you want you're just not it, there there yeah. will still be rules and there if, will be and i don't necessarily have a problem with that because again it's it's certainly now a private company however <laughs> you want to look at it he can do yeah. whatever he wants with it but but he still has to work in it. So why do these people hate him, Rod? Why do these people, why are they coming unglued?
1: Yeah, I, don't know. You, yeah, yeah. I think you have an answer. I, I know you have an answer. I was
0: surprised when I found this answer and some of you are out there going, where the hell is he going with this? Yeah. It turns out that the one thing that really sets Elon Musk aside, apart from the left, there are some minor things as Rod said, he's a libertarian, yeah. free speech advocate. And and again, leftists will pay lip service to freedom of speech. They will, like Trevor Noah, they will stand up and tell you that they believe in freedom of speech. I don't necessarily believe that they really believe that, but at least they'll say
1: it. Yeah, they can and acknowledge it. it.
0: The one thing that Elon Musk sets him apart from the really hard progressive left is Malthus. They believe in culling the human race down to Mm -hmm. a quote unquote manageable size. Whereas Elon Musk believes in um, propagating his, his uh, progeny wherever he can. This guy's got like six kids,
1: something like that
0: and no house and no house and no wife and no, Mm -mm. he's just out spreading his, uh, his go-to because he believes he's actually said he believes that we we don't need a zero birth rate. We need to be having babies left and right. And so he's out having baby mamas have his babies everywhere he can, which again, for many on the left is pretty normal, but they don't want to admit that. No, they don't. So his, his drive in anti-Malthusiasm seems to be one of the, one of the, uh, the real choke points between him and, most of the progressive left who who don't like the idea of this rich man having rich kids yeah. because I'm sure he's taking care of them. Oh sure. Unlike some rich people. Um uh, and and converting them into uh yeah. rich adults who are going to continue his work, I'm sure. Which may or may not include getting to Mars. I don't know. Maybe I thought that was fascinating.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean you kind of have to have a birth rate and the way society' is structured you mean you need to kind of replenish yourself except that these people mm. don't think that they don't want that I don't I don't really understand the Chinese accession
0: with that I really don't mm-hmm. because the China, to well, me, they're, if they're back
1: up to what four kids now or, I mean because right. they they went right. too far yeah. I think they're up to like three or four see
0: if like I'm in charge two. of the Chinese I'm like mm, have as many as you want because we're gonna need we're gonna need cannon fodder <laughs> yeah. but what do I know about anything? I'm just a, uh, I'm just a guy in Silverdale, Washington, which is going to be nuked, big boom mm-hmm. after they declare a war.
1: Boomer, <laughs> beach,
0: beach. Okay. stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Bill Mick
1: from Bill Mick Live the WMMB in Melbourne, Florida. Hope you're enjoying listening to my buddy Dave or my buddies Dave and Rod. Either way, always good to hear them, and you can join me as well. I'm on Eastern Time, six to nine a.m. every day at billmick.com, hit the Listen Live link, and you can pick up the podcast there as well. Morning conversation about the Space Coast, Florida, and the country, we do it every day. Bill Mick Live on WMMB. Now get back to Dave, or Dave and Rob. In the news this week, Dave, there's a bizarre moment that an anti-vaxxer you know those crazy anti-vaxxers what 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 do they do now right this anti-vaxxer railed against covid decides to inject himself with aged urine that is right we have people out there that are injecting themselves with aged urine because that's supposed to make them better i just honestly dave yeah, I'm so glad this whole COVID thing is is like over and we're dealing with Ukraine because I can't take any more of this weird crap. I am so confused. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I have questions. Okay. They are injecting themselves Yeah. with aged urine?
1: Yeah. They're saving How long does it age? uh doesn't say how long it aged Uh, let's see here it's it's his own urine um well that makes it better right yeah yeah yeah
0: except that he's storing his own urine
1: to age it presumably in his
0: house and i'm just going to go out on a limb here and say his wife probably doesn't exist right
1: yeah (laughs) he's been drinking his own urine for 23 years i mean yeah he needs to he needs to go on the bear grills show Show Bearhouse done. so. Yeah, so this is this actually made the news. There's some guy who's apparently a health nut, and emphasis on the nut part, that uh, decided he he wasn't being interviewed by another doctor, and uh, while he was being interviewed, he injects himself with his own urine. Does he um, eat grape nuts? Because
0: that doesn't me. say <laughs> I'm going to go out. I'm going to go on a limb and
1: say yes. But this guy is Dave. Okay, here's the kicker. He is a chiropractor. Huh. Got to be Hold careful
0: it. here because... They're holistic. I know. I know. And they're not really doctors.
1: Here come the emails. You ready? <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go.
1: <laughs> well, I, He's a I'm certified chiropractor and a self-declared guru of urotherapy.
0: Did you ever eat so. grape nuts? I did, Yeah. That was the dumbest cereal in the world.
1: Yeah. Crunch, crunch, crunch,
0: crunch. I got Yule Gibbons shilling for this stuff, right? It's supposed to be super healthy for you. And Mm -hmm.
1: all I eat is grape
0: nuts. So my mother would buy grape nuts. And I loved eating grape nuts. You know why? Because it's a cereal that you take, you put in the bowl, you put milk on it, and then you pour like
1: four
0: teaspoons of sugar on top of it.
1: Oh, so good.
0: (laughs) Not very healthy, but. No. What you you put more do? sugar
1: on it than you would get if you, you know, ate a sugared right. cereal.
0: Actually, ate a grape.
1: It's Weird. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's injecting his own aged urine. Yeah, that's pretty weird.
1: That is May stupid.
0: May the ninth, as I mentioned, is coming up next week, mm-hmm. and in celebration of May the 9th, because apparently we have to celebrate this now. The Russians according to the TASS News Agency. See, this is something that I've missed since the Cold War ended. Mm -hmm. In my days, back in the 80s, you would always get these news reports from Russia. The Soviet news agency TASS reported that, blah, 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 blah. And anytime you saw the words TASS, you just knew or heard the word TASS, T-A-S-S, you just sort of knew, okay, this this is the official propaganda arm of the, speaking of a free press and that sort of thing. So, uh, April 29th of this year, TASS reported that Russian cosmonauts at the International Space Station (ISS) have unfolded in the open space, which is uh, a really weird translation of the word. It means outside. A replica of the Victory Banner, according to a live broadcast streamed on the official website of the Russian Space Agency Roscosmos. Roscosmos. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's R O S Cosmos. The banner was unfolded on the external side of the Russian module of the ISS by Denis Matviev and Oleg Artemyev who was also by the way a task special reporter aboard the ISS ahead of the Victory Day celebrations. Interesting. Spokesman Dmitry Sturgovets said that the idea to unfold a replica of the Victory banner in the open space in, in space outside the space station belonged yeah. to Artemiev, who of course is the TASS reporter, <laughs> yeah, He's also a he voiced the idea several days ago to spread a victory banner in open space and wrote about it on the on the press office. His initiative was supported at all levels. No one remained indifferent. The victory banner was was raised by the Soviet Red Army soldiers on the Reichstag building in Berlin, May first, nineteen forty five. So it is the official symbol of the German of the victory of the Soviet Union over Nazi Germany. And is on display at the Central Armed Forces Museum in Mus- in Moscow. The Russian cosmonauts' extravehicular activity is expected to last up to seven hours, and uh, they they unfolded this Russian <laughs> victory flag outside the ISS. And there's video of it. You can sure look it up and see it. And so everybody's kind of going, "Well, wait, so." wait what so these guys, you've seen the pictures sure. of, of the glorious victory of the Red Army over the over the Nazis in Berlin in 1945 where they raised the flag over the Reichstag and which was like
1: bleached as white as snow once that sun hits it well
0: they didn't leave it out very long so that's the interesting part my question is how did they get it up there did he take it with him had to have I'm assuming he had to have taken it with him and he's been up there more than 60 days, I think. So that means he he planned this before the Ukraine invasion. So it probably, so if I put it in the context of, okay, he knew he was going to be up there on May the 9th and he wanted to do something to celebrate VE Day. Am I okay with it then? But now that they've invaded Ukraine, I'm not. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because on May the 9th, Putin, Putin is probably going to declare war on everybody. And, and anyway, yeah, it's all a bunch of stuff that makes me say W. back i'm dave i'm rod and uh we used to like i said we used to close the show with what segment we called the rap we no longer do that now we go to news we don't know why anybody would care about that's exactly right so here's my first one you ready yeah go ahead jamila jamil quit twitter the other day i have
1: no idea who that is
0: really but she made a big post about it. it. Had four pictures of her holding a dog, talking about how how disappointed she was that a free speech advocate had purchased Twitter. Yeah. She just couldn't live with this anymore, and so Jamila Jamil quit Twitter. She'll be back, and I have no idea why anybody would care about that because mm. I don't.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, so I, I looked hard for some articles and and things for this segment, Dave. And and I have to say, I I really have to say, and and so I I like to go to the dailymail.com because I I find their stories are fascinating, a a lot of things. But they have an entire section on their homepage for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Why? Their 15 minutes are up, aren't they? Weren't they up a long time ago? Didn't they leave England? They left England. So. Why would anyone still care about them? I, I there's like so what, article Prince after Henry article. It's like, so what, oh my gosh! So what's
0: Prince? What's what's Harry and what's her name, Megan, up to?
1: Okay, well, let's see, let me click on the little Prince Harry link, and let's see here. It didn't go anywhere. How funny! Oh well, Megan Markle link. Not even they care. Oh, there we go. Prince Charles biographer says Harry's a lovely guy. Is not the brightest as he slams that Oprah interview. <laughs>
0: uh, so, Amanda Bynes. Mm hmm. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. See, star. you knew that, and I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. I had no idea who this woman was. Well, Apparently, I had kids growing up, and well, when she true. was on shows and stuff like that.
0: Apparently, she called the police the other day to come to her house because her boyfriend mm-hmm. uh, was getting out of control and was taking drugs, crack cocaine.
1: Okay. That's not
0: good. So she didn't just call the police because why would you do that when you've got Instagram and millions of followers? So she basically live Instagram, the whole thing. Yeah. Great. Including going through his phone where she informed the world that he was looking at mom and son porn. Great day later, she rescinded that, said, "I'm sorry, it wasn't mom and son porn after all, it was just milf porn <laughs> and I have no idea why I would care. I have no okay. idea why anybody would care. but apparently, it's made the news. and it makes the news that I don't know why anybody would care about yeah. and all of that. much like, and this shouldn't be in the news. It should not be of interest to anybody. Nobody should care about this. But it is rapidly becoming, what's the word for it? The entrancement of the United States is is becoming enthralled with this this Captain Jack trial. Oh, yeah. Amanda Heard and Johnny Depp. Amber Heard.
1: Amber Heard. Yeah. What do they call her? Amanda. See, I don't even know who she is. Cause, I, cause I you said no Amanda idea. Bynes. I think right. you had Amanda on the, on the I, brain.
0: I have no idea who she is. I, I really don't know. I know who captain Jack is because
1: yeah.
0: it's captain Jack. And quite literally, it's a, I saw, I saw the movie he was in with, um, Alice in Wonderland where he played the Mad Hatter. Yeah. And I thought he did a great job. I saw he's, his, he's talented. I, I I saw his version of Willy Wonka. And I'm not going to tell you I prefer it to the original, but I didn't think it was bad. I still think it's a stupid story, but.
1: Well, the actual story is pretty whacked from what I
0: understand. Yeah. Yeah. Snoggle, snozberries. You ever read that? About mm-hmm. the snozberry, the snozberry wallpaper or whatever it is. And, and if you find out what a snozberry really is to the guy that wrote it, you're dude, this book is,
1: yeah, this book is
0: kiddie porn. Anyway, <laughs> so, so at any rate, um, I don't think he's a bad actor, but and of course, I love Captain Jack, but yeah, but this whole trial thing has become right up there with, with Jack, have fit on the door with
1: with Rose. It, it's yeah, it, it's actually, it, it's they have a pretty whacked relationship on both sides of that. Pretty, we thought, we, we thought, we thought Charlie Sheen was,
0: crazy. oh, dude. <laughs> Hashtag winning. <laughs> Do you know what I did this week for the first time ever? What? So I used to be a fan of the show Two and a Half Men. I, I liked yeah. the show. And when when Charlie Sheen left the show mm-hmm. and they brought in Ashton Kutcher, who I, mm-hmm. what's the word for it? Oh, yeah. Hate. I wouldn't watch. It. I, I refused. Yeah. I watched the very first one because they had to explain what happened to Charlie. Sure. Then I didn't watch it I thought this is crap. Not even going to get involved with this. So mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, so that show ended what five, seven years ago. I don't even know when it was. I was still yeah. on the air when this was going on. Mm-hmm. I, I finally watched the the grand finale of that this yeah. week, and it was actually pretty funny. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think I missed anything in the ensuing four years, but the first one and the last one, I finally did that. Hashtag winning. Hashtag Tigers what Yeah. Which mm-hmm. Captain Jack didn't do. So, well, there you go. There's your news that we don't know why anybody would care about. Meantime, you want to uh, comment, complain, yeah. whine
1: about Call anything? False Nazis said or something? Yeah.
0: Because yeah. I don't like, I don't have any dogs, so I don't have anybody to command about. I guess yeah. technically I could command you, right? Like, Sit. Cool. Yeah, speak.
1: I, well, I'm sitting.
0: Okay. I'm speak. sitting. <laughs> yeah. Roll over. <laughs> See ya. I like having somebody to run to push around, so that makes me a Yeah, you wanna join it. You wanna to talk to us? WTF at whatthefrock.org. Or find us on Facebook, just look for what the frock. Or on our website, whatthefrock.org. Oh yeah. With that,
1: I'm Rabbi Dave. And I am Friar Rod. And this has been What the Frock?